It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. This month's sponsor of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is Affiliated Monitors. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides professional, independent, integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across almost all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in over 750 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance program, visit this month's sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. Supply Chain Audits In my last corporate position, my company was at the compliance forefront because we required compliance-related audits for vendors in the supply chain. This was cutting-edge compliance in 2007 and 2008. However, now for an, for an audit for adherence to compliance requirements has become a standard best practice in the management of business relationships with third parties in your supply chain. In several settlements of enforcement action through both DPAs and NPAs, and in the 2012 SCPA guidance, and most recently in the 2019 guidance, the Department of Justice made it clear that it is a best practice for compliance programs to include the right to conduct audits of the books and records of its suppliers to ensure compliance. Many companies have yet to begin the audit process for compliance on vendors in the supply chain. I find this to be a missed opportunity from both a compliance perspective and greater business efficiency. Initially, it should be noted that a company must obtain the right to audit for compliance in its contract with any third-party vendor in the supply chain. However, every vendor contract I have ever reviewed, yes, that's literally every one, had an audit provision. So it is not a stretch to include language from the compliance perspective. Such an audit right should be a part of a company's standard terms and conditions. So how can you think through setting up a potential audit? Well, uh, one way is to utilize ISO 19001 as the basis to set the parameters of an audit so it will be systemic, independent, and a documented process for obtaining audit evidence and evaluating it objectively to determine to the extent the audit criteria are fulfilled. To Uh, For a successful supply chain audit, there needs to be, one, an effective audit program which specifies all necessary activities for the audit, two, having competent auditors in place, and three, an organization that is committed to being audited. More simply, the action steps for the process can be described as, one, capture the data, two, analyze the data, three, report on the data. There is no one specific list of transactions or other items which should be audited. However, some of the best audit practices would suggest the following. Review contracts with vendors to determine the appropriate compliance terms and conditions are in place. Determine the actual due diligence took place on the vendor. Review compliance training, both the substance of the program and the attendance records. 
Does the third-party supply chain vendor have a hotline or other reporting mechanisms for allegations of compliance violations? If so, how are such reports maintained? Does the third-party vendor have written employee disciplinary procedures? If so, have employees been disciplined for any compliance violations? If yes, review all of the relevant files relating to such violations to determine the process used and the outcome reached. Review expense reports for employees in high-risk positions or those in high-risk countries. Testing for gifts, travel, and entertainment which has provided two or four foreign government officials or employees of state-owned enterprises. Review the overall structure of the third-party vendor's compliance program. If the company has a designated compliance officer, to whom and how does the compliance officer report? How is the third-party vendor's compliance program designed to identify risks and what has been the result of any risks so identified? Review a sample of employee commission payments and determine if they follow the third-party vendor's internal policy and procedures of your supply chain representative. Regarding any petty cash activity in foreign locations, review a sample of activity and apply analytical procedures and testing. Analyze the general ledger for high-risk transactions and cash advances and apply analytical procedures and testings. Obviously, this list is not exhaustive. For instance, there could be an audit focus on internal controls or segregation of duties. Any organization which audits a business partner in its supply chain should consult with legal, audit, finance, and supply chain professionals to determine the full scope of the audit, and a thorough and complete work plan should be created based upon these professional inputs. After an audit, an audit report should be issued. The audit report should detail new items of non-compliance with the compliance programs and recommendations for improvement. Any reported incidents of non-compliance should reference the basis such as contractual clauses, legal requirement, or company policies. But once again, this is a starting point because now you need to require remediation. Uh, you have to do more than simply contractually mandate remediation or tell the third party to engage in remediation. You then need to go back and check to make sure that the remediation was engaged in and implemented. This could be through a follow-up audit. It could be through follow-up testing. But it is your responsibility as the compliance officer to make sure that the third party has implemented the requirements that you have put into place. Uh, The uh, deficiency could be so great that you determine termination of the relationship is necessary as well. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, is your supply chain vendor committed to the audit process? Two, remember the three steps, capture the data, analyze the data, and report on the data. And three, supply chain audits are no longer cutting edge, but they're simply a best practice that every compliance practitioner and indeed every company should engage in going forward. I hope you'll join us again tomorrow where we take up another topic in continuous improvement of 31 days to a more effective compliance program. As a call to action, I would ask that you tell one of your colleagues about this podcast series on the nuts and bolts of compliance, 31 days to a more effective compliance program, and this month's topic of continuous monitoring. 31 days to a more effective compliance program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. 
and this month's sponsor is Affiliated Monitors. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow for another episode in 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.